All right, welcome back to the Carousel, the number one show for all the latest news, scoop, and rumors in the coaching basketball coaching carousel. Uh, I'm your host, Adam Gordon, along with Brian Burton. What's up, Brian? Not much. Good to be back. I, m- I missed last week, but you held it down well by yourself. Man, it was it was uh, it was a struggle, but we survived it. Um, talking to yourself in your computer for an hour <laughs> is not an easy task. I got not a lot of newfound respect for for radio hosts, but um, you, you yeah, we're made, glad to have you back. You made it look you made it look easy though. You made it look easy. Well, I don't know about that, but I survived. I survived. Um, uh, before we get into today's show, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Fulcrum Tech. Guys, this is a no-brainer. Uh, I've, I've used every video editing software ever created in my 17 years of coaching, and Fulcrum Tech is uh, the best that I've used. Not only that, it's a fraction of the cost. Um, mm-hmm. So especially in these days, uh, I would say regardless of what it costs, you need to give it a look to improve your program, but especially in the COVID era where budgets are being slashed and you really need to save money anywhere you can. Uh, Fulcrum Tech is a no-brainer. Uh, check them out. Hit them up on social. Go to their website, fulcrumtech.com. Reach out to them, ask for a demo, uh, and they can get you set up right away. Fulcrum Tech, no H at the end. Uh, that's the techie way to spell it, apparently. <laughs> uh, .com. All right, Brian, uh, just a reminder, we're not here to celebrate anybody losing their jobs. Uh, This is a show where we just we like to talk about the openings uh, and any rumors or news that we hear out there. We want it to be interactive. So please text us, DM us, uh, whatever you want. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you've heard about some of these jobs. Uh, You can text us anonymously at 662-418-9031. And, uh, man, we got a lot to talk about. Let's get into it. Um, in, in about 20 minutes or so, we'll be joined by the Dirt King himself, Adam Nelson of Hoop Dirt. Uh, we'll be back on the show with us. Uh, so that'll be great. And we're, we always look forward to, to hearing from him. Um, but some new hires this week, uh, one that kind of surprised everybody, uh, Minnesota pulling the trigger on Ben Johnson, which uh, I know in, in our camp we were very excited about. What do you yep. think about this hire, Brian? Well, selfishly from the uh, from the DI Alliance standpoint, he was a part of our next up, and he proved to be true. He was next up. Uh, he did a phenomenal job <clears throat> in our uh, in our session uh, with Katie Young as far as the simulation and showing his ability to interview. So we knew when he had a chance to interview, he was going to. But you couldn't have thought that he was going to go from being Xavier assistant to Minnesota. But I think uh, it's a phenomenal hire. He's a rising star. I think he's going to hire a big time staff. Uh, my understanding is he may even hire Tim Miles, who he worked for at Nebraska, or at Nebraska, who was a Big Ten head coach. Uh, he's done a tremendous job. He was an assistant getting players there. Uh, he played there, so I think it's a big time hire. I think he's going to have a similar. I don't know, just one of those young guys in the, in the, in the higher level league, like a Mike Boynton, who's just had success and the, the players want to play for and is able to connect. So uh, I'm fired up. He played college ball with my brother too, so. I'm biased on that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. He's, he's going to be tremendous. Yeah. And again, this is how this thing works, right? You go on all these websites, you see all the names, everyone puts out lists of who they think is going to get involved with the job. Uh, Brad Stevens, John Beeline, Brad Brownell was mentioned for this one. And then out of, out of left field, it's Ben Johnson. And, you know, like you said, in our, in our next up initiative that, that we did through our DEI Alliance, 
um, he, you know, we did mock interviews with Katie Young Stout, who, who is, you know, works with Turnkey Search and was one of the most, yep. you know, impactful uh, search firm execs in college basketball. Yep. He blew the doors off the thing. Like he was unbelievably impressive. And so when you saw some of those tweets that like, it sounds like he did something similar there at, at Minnesota. Well, yeah, where, sounds like okay, what, that's what got him over the top. It's like he interviewed and they're like, this guy, who is this? <laughs> He's impressive. He's impressive. So congrats. Congrats to Ben. Uh, looking forward to the to the Ben Johnson era there. Uh, another say, I'll surprise. Say this, I'll, say this, I'll say this real quick on that too. I think it was big time of Minnesota to be conscious enough to know that they don't have any minorities on staff in their entire athletic department, I don't think. And then they also, with everything that happened with George Floyd, uh, I think it's big time of them to step up and show that they want to be on the right side of the, of the lines on that thing. So that was big time as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like the trend so far, 10 out of 15 hires this offseason have been minority coaches, which right. which is incredible. And that's that's the ratio of athletes, of minority right. athletes in basketball. So right. that is the ratio that probably – these hires should look like, and it's, it is refreshing. And it's nice to see that, that the hiring trends are starting to, to yeah. swing in that favor. Yep. Um, okay. Another hire that uh, came out of left field that nobody predicted, nobody had uh, is Kevin Kruger at UNLV. Kevin, obviously the son of Lon Kruger, who is one of the yep. best to ever do it. Um, Kevin was on staff there. Uh, and uh, younger guy, uh, I think he's 36, but played, you know, had a, had a, had a successful playing career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think spent a couple years, maybe one or two years in Northern Arizona, which I like yep. that he's been at some lower levels and had to roll up his sleeves a little bit, uh, worked for his dad at Oklahoma. And then obviously the last several years at UNLV, obviously he made an impact, uh, within that administration. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think so. Credit to Kevin. Credit to Kevin for sure, but I, I think even more so, just Lon Kruger. If he wasn't the guy that he is in this business, as far as like people being so well liked and being a great coach, I mean, ultimately, I think there was a comfort level with the family name and with with Coach Kruger. At the end of the day, I'm not taking anything away from Kevin, but Coach Kruger, if he wasn't the stand up guy and great coach that he is, uh, I don't think this just goes down like it does. That's just my opinion. So shout out to Lon, Big Lon. No, no doubt. And, uh, and like all these hires, we wish these guys the best and, and hope they all have success. Cause this, uh, this industry is hard. We're not here to judge these hires or anything like that, but um, no, no doubt, no doubt. But, but yeah, uh, certainly caught everybody by surprise. Uh, another one that, that came out this week, uh, that I think was not as much of a surprise. It kind of, uh, was becoming known that, that it, George Mason was going to head this way, uh, leading up to it is Kim English. Uh, Kim is a guy that, um, obviously, first of all, he was on staff most recently at Tennessee. Um, Very good player from Missouri. Um, And he's a guy that's been, you know, on the cusp of getting a head job these last three years. Year's name, every every opening that there is. Uh, And George Mason, certainly a great job and a, a great first opportunity. Yeah, excited for Kim English. He's just such a first class guy. I mean, really sharp, played at a high level, um, was a good, I mean, found his way into the NBA. Uh, and I think he's just done a good job in his, in his short coaching career, climbing really fast and had success at Colorado. They just had a really good year again. Um, and then he went to Tennessee with 
Barnes and was at Tulsa as well. And um, just, I don't know, and one person can say a bad thing about Kim. So had ties to the area. I think he's going to do great. And another one of those young guys who's uh, got a ton of energy, has a lot of success in recruiting, but really good basketball coach and basketball mind too. So excited for Kim English. I think he'll do great. Yeah, and like you said, just a first-class person. Great, great person. Um, great to great to talk to. The only the only thing I'll say is like he's only been at the highest levels. He's only been at BCS schools. Um, he's only flown charter. Well, I guess Colorado Pac-12 doesn't fly charter, but you know. <laughs> and, and George Mason's a great job, and they have some of those you know amenities. It's it's just a, a small step below a BCS program. But that that would be the only thing is like it always you know it doesn't make me nervous, but I always wonder like, can guys that have only been at the BCS level, you know, right. does that translate down? It's just different. It just is like, you don't have. Yeah, so, is not quite as many bells and whistles, but it's still a super high level in the AC. Um, but I think, I just think who he is and like how he goes about the recruits. He does recruit. He doesn't recruit like he's a guy that's not rolling up his sleeves. He doesn't do really much of anything. Like he's, he's kind of just one of those guys. So, and I think that was his role in the league. He kind of had to play that, you know, uh, dirty work role player. So I, th- I think he kind of gets that part. Um, and I just think he's such a professional. It's almost like I liken him a lot to like Stan Johnson at LMU, who's been at a lot of high levels. Now he came up through D2, but uh, I think Kim just has that polish and that uh, young energy and just he's going to figure out a way to be successful, just a winner. Yeah, we wish him the best. But the Stan Johnson, Stan Johnson's what, at least 10 years older than Kim. So it's a little, it's a little different. A little different. A little different. A little different. Um, a little different. But yeah, we wish him the best. Great person, uh, great, great basketball mind, like you said. And uh, you know, obviously with ties to the area, you'd think you'd think they have some success. So best of luck to them. Uh Portland finally made their hire. Um yeah. I, I I was kinda on their their ass a little bit, their AD's ass <laughs> about all the all the articles, but they got this one right, I think. Uh, yeah, great hire with Shante Leggins. Yeah. Uh, obviously they had to wait till his season was done at Eastern Washington and he led them to the tournament, but um, uh, Shante Lagans, uh, uh, great, great hire and, and a proven head coach uh, at a very difficult job at Eastern Washington. And yep. obviously they had a foundation of success with Jim Hayford before, but I, I don't care who you're taking over and what continuity you have. Eastern Washington's Eastern Washington. Tough job. To get them in the tournament and to, to take Kansas down to the last five minutes. That's impressive. Yep. Yeah, I think they did a good job hiring a proven head coach, knows the area, did more with less. Um, yeah, I think this is a, a home run grand slam type of hire and excited for them to kind of get going and see what they're able to do. Absolutely. Okay, moving down to Florida. Everyone loved talking about this Jacksonville job. I don't know why, but everybody loved throwing out their ideas and rumors for this one. You heard all kinds of names. Uh, but at the end of the day, Jordan Mincy was their man, University of Florida assistant. Another guy who just great reputation, great dude. Yep. Um, yep. You know, I don't think you find anyone say anything negative about Jordan. And obviously he's done a great job in the state there. Yeah, I think it's been kind of cool to see. And I don't know if it's because of COVID or what, but there's been a lot of regional type hires where guys are hiring people that are already in that region and had success in that region, had a name. Uh, Dusty May went from Florida to Florida Atlantic and has had some great success there. Um, in a t- program that's, that's a tough program to have success in. And I think Jordan Mincy will have a similar run at Jacksonville. So I'm really excited. Great guy. Um, good to see, you know, more assistants getting their shot to, to lead programs. So I think he'll do well. 
Yeah. And he's, I mean, like, if you look at his career, he's been at so many places and I, I yeah. really think there's value to that. Um, yeah. Getting to see, you know, how yeah, different people do things, yeah. but Kent state, South Carolina, college of Charleston, Toledo, Louisiana tech, Florida. So, I mean, he's been at the highest levels. He's been at, at low major programs. Um, so, uh, you know, again, I, I think he's a verse, you know, he's proven his versatility over the years and uh, excited, excited to see with the, uh, the dolphins, right? Aren't they the dolphins? I think yeah, so. the, the fighting dolphins or if you can fight, if you're a dolphin. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see what the dolphins do. Um, Okay, last but not least, that, we got to give and up. That, and that one, real quick, was not a part of the 10 out of 15 minority hires. So that actually would be 11 out of oh. 16, technically. Okay. Because okay. that just happened. That's right. Um, okay, and then uh, shifting over to the women's side, we, we got to talk about our guy, uh, Simon it. Harris. I love got it. Got the job at, at East Tennessee State University. We love, we love Dr. Gazelle Brittany did a great job there over her years. Yep. And, and just a great person, um, but couldn't be happier for Simon Harris. And what a big time hire. Simon's coming from Ohio State. Um, but really, the most like uh, positive and just like charismatic people that I've ever met in my life can Hello. connect with anybody. Um, you know, another, another, you know, younger assistant coach, yep. just kind of following these trends here. Um, but, uh, but what a great person and great personality, uh, excited to see him do big things there, uh, with the Buccaneers. Yeah. You've, you've done a good job kind of always acknowledging the people that were there before Coach Giselle was terrific as a leader. She'll land on her feet and do great things wherever she is. And somebody will get a, a star of a coach in her wherever she lands. Uh, but definitely got to give much props to Coach Harris, he's, he's climbed his way through the high major ranks, too, and had a ton of success, and I think he's going to do a great job there. Absolutely. Um, all right, moving along to uh, the new jobs. we got new jobs that have opened up, and, and the new, I think that's the all news. the hires we've got. Yeah. So um, let's get into it. This is what everybody wants to talk about. Um, again, in about 10 minutes, Adam Nelson from Hoop Dirt will be joining us. Um, but let's start with some of the bigger jobs that are open. Right now, let's go straight to Marquette. Um, obviously, that one just popped, I think, in the last three days. They decided to change directions. Uh, Brian, what are you hearing here with Marquette? Yes, yeah, it's, it's still a little bit early on Marquette. Uh, it sounds like, as crazy as it may sound, that Porter Moser has a little bit of an intrigue for this job, and they have, obviously, a, probably a big desire to land somebody like him. Um, I think Porter Moser, as, as they keep playing, is going to have his name and his pick for some of these jobs, I would think. Uh, but you've heard you've heard him. Uh, I have heard Dennis Gates again for this job. His name has been mentioned a ton uh, as a guy who's in the region, in the area. Um, they could probably, they could do a great job there. Um, <laughs> That's right, Lucas. Yeah, That's Lucas, we're let's, go. Show. let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah, so heard those two. Um, a name that may be a little bit outside the box that has I've heard multiple times is that Shaka Smart could be a person that just wants to go get uh, this job and leave where he is at Texas. Uh, obviously, Texas, a three seed in the tournament, won the Big 12 championship tournament. Um, you know, the loss to Abilene Christian probably doesn't make you feel great about everything. And you got a lot of guys leaving. So, um yeah, just a fresh start, maybe a great thing for no doubt he can coach and no doubt he'll do a good job wherever he is. But 
those are kind of the three that I've heard more than any, but there's kind of a, it's kind of early on this one still. Yeah. I'll tell you one that you won't hear on any of these rumor mills or anything. Um, but, uh, but I guarantee he will be contacted uh, is Conzo Martin at, at Missouri. Um, nice. I don't know if, I don't know if he entertains these or not, but he's a guy, I mean, you talk about a proven, a proven coach uh, yep. along with the trend of minority hires, but you know, and people are on his ass all the time, just like they are Shaka's. These guys right. can coach, they can run programs, they've proven it. Um, and, and they've taken times. multiple teams to the multiple tournament. Times. What else do you need? Yep. Like, yep. of course you want them to go to the final four and the sweet 16, but um, come on, let's just get Marquette to the dance on a consistent basis. Right. Um, same with like DePaul, you know, DePaul, all these, all these programs, uh, get someone that's proven to, to have a track record to get there. Um, okay. So that's Marquette. Um, yeah. And, and I'm getting texts here too. And I've read this one on Twitter. Tom Crean back to Marquette. Uh, I was actually that one. I didn't know if I wanted to throw that out there, but I have heard of Tom Crean trying to run it back, uh, like like our guy coach uh, Coach Fernandez and uh, with with the uh, rising coaches. He's trying to run it back with Marquette. I don't know if Marquette does that one. I just I don't know. I don't know the whole history there, but um, I just I don't know if they would, I feel like they go with something new and something fresh, something younger. I don't know. He, he had a lot of he hey, he had a lot of success there. He won a lot of games. Uh, yeah, he did. Some really good, really good players. He had a guy named Wade that was pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I think he went on to have a decent career. Um, okay, let's let's get to one more before we bring in our guest. Um, Texas A&M Corpus Christi just opened up. Um, Willis Wilson, a, a legend, uh, one of the great ambassadors for our game, yeah. uh, retired. Uh, was that yesterday, maybe the day before? Um, I think Texas, it was the day before, yeah. Yeah. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, obviously a great location. Uh, who wouldn't want to live in, in Cor- right on the water? Um, but what, what have you heard about this one, Brian? Any names Yeah, here? so, so, so fresh uh, and new. Not a lot of true names of, like, who is supposed to get it or who's involved in it, but just more so names of people that could do a good job. Um, yeah, a lot of high major assistants, I think, similar to what we've heard, Big 12 assistants, but – uh, I've also kind of heard similar to uh, what's it like the D2 route that Indiana State took uh, to take their uh, head coach in the region. Uh, I've heard Johnny Estelle's name, a uh, longtime head coach at Navarro Junior College, and now he's at Texas and Kingsville. He's taking them to the tournament. He's probably 30 minutes away down the street uh, and has won everywhere he's been. He's kind of like you said about Coach Wilson, an ambassador. He's been that for the junior college game for a long time. Um, so yeah, he he's a name that I've heard kind of right away, which I was a little surprised at, but I can see it definitely because he's been so successful and he's his local and he's tied to Texas. Um, yeah, and then you just hear the the myriad of all the the high major assistants uh, that are in the Big Twelve, uh, which we'll talk about more. So uh, that's really the only real name specific that I've heard for that job yet. Okay, great. Well, let's let's uh, let's bring in the the slugger for the day. Adam Nelson from Hoop Dirt. Uh, always great to have him on the show. Adam, what's up, man? How are you? What's happening, fellas? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks Good for having me, man. You got, you, got, you got a new hairdo a little bit. I like it. A little. You know, I'm trying, Brian. I got to keep up with you young guys a little bit. I don't know. Looking good, man. Looking good. <laughs> All right, Adam. Uh, obviously, a busy week, busy time of year. Let's jump right into it. Um, let's start in Chicago. What's going on at DePaul? Yeah, 
I mean, you know, like you said, Adam, like really busy, busy time. And, and you know, it's crazy. Like this stuff is, is, it's, I'd like to say changing day by day, but it's changing like hour by hour, minute by minute. Yeah. Like even yeah. before I jumped on here, my phone was going nuts with a couple new things. Um, you know, DePaul is an interesting one, I think. Um, you know, uh, Dwayne Peavy, the new AD, has got a lot to clean up there. Um, I, I really believe that Kenny Payne's the leader here. I mean, they have yeah. such a, a, a tight bond from their time at Kentucky where, you know, Peavy was in charge of basketball administration and he was there with, with Kenny Payne. So I think, you know, from what I hear, I believe he's the leader. Um, but I also think, you know, with Dennis Gates not getting some stuff early, I think Dennis Gates is in play there as well. Um, so, you know, in, in from what I hear, I, I believe that's the top two. Um, but, you know, wh whoever gets it has, has a lot of work. Um, and I think Dwayne Peep is going to do some really good things there. Um, and he, he's going to get that place going. Um, but again, from, from what I hear and the people I talk to, and, and to be honest, from my opinion, I, I, I think Kenny Payne is and should be the guy there. But, you know, we'll see how this plays out over the next, you know, 48 hours. And I don't think this thing will drag on too much longer. Brian, you have any different names that you've heard? that? You no, I, I, actually, I actually have heard those two names, Kenny Payne, frontrunner, uh, Gates, because he has not maybe gotten some of the jobs people thought he would is heavily in play uh, as another option. And, you know, the Porter Moser conversation is always thrown out there, I think, because he's right there in Chicago. But I don't see that one happening, uh, me personally. So, yeah, those are the names I've heard. Okay, let's, uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, going down south, College of Charleston, obviously – a great job with Earl Grant leaving to go to Boston College. Uh, you start hearing Ryan Odom a lot. Is is that the leader? Yeah, so this one's moving and grooving pretty quickly, actually. So, you know, the chatter over the last 24, 48 hours really is Ryan Odom kind of being the leader there. And, and, and a lot of people draw conclusions, obviously, because, you know, CSA has the surge and his dad, Dave Odom, is a consultant at CSA. And, and that's fine. Um, but, but Ryan is definitely involved in, in, you know, like I said, the chatter's really picked up. But, you know, as of 20 minutes ago, it does sound like Pat Kelsey is really involved too and, and either has or is interviewing down there like today. <laughs> um, so that, that's, that's an interesting one. Um, it sounds like those would be the two I've also heard at some point, whether it's the end of this week or early next week, there is uh, a, a board meeting scheduled to kind of vote on the new contract for a men's basketball coach, which, which sounds like it'll be in the range of like $800,000, which mm. uh, that money down in Charleston, that's great. What a, what a life. Why would anybody ever leave that job once they get it? Um, what a place to be. Oh, unbelievable. But, but like I said, I really think, you know, Odom is in there solid and, and, and I believe is the leader, but Pat Kelsey could be making a charge here. Um, so those are the two names that are really kind of, it seems like narrowed down to um, who knows um, who, who knows with the CSA search, if we're getting it all, but I do know those two uh, have interviewed and, you know, really are at the top of the list right now. Yeah. And I think uh, the, the only one that I'd add, I, I think they were trying to get Wes Miller um, early on. Um, but uh, don't know that that, you know, Greensboro to Charleston is enough of a jump for him. I think he's holding pocket and waiting for a, for a high major job, but I do think that they uh, they went after him early and and tried to get that one done. Um, okay, we'll stay in that region of the country, but but uh, go to the Division Two level. Talk talk to us about Clayton State. This one about to pop here, Adam. Yeah, I think so. And you know what? So this is it's a it's a it's a funny year, you know, because everything right now is like focused on the Division Ones. But you know, at, at hoopdirt.com, we we really work with the twos, the threes, the NIA, NIA. Yeah. Jucos, and a lot of those haven't opened this year. You know, it's been a really, really quiet year. But you know, now they're starting. To, they're starting to get there. They're starting to get there. Um, so Clayton State, from what I've heard, it sounds like uh, Vince Alexander from Rice. This will be his job. Um, 
from what I've heard, the final two were, were Vince Alexander and, and Chad Dollar from Georgia. Um, but it sounds like Chad Dollar has been told that he's out from, from what I've heard. So from, from the guys that I've been talking to and, and, and from, from what I hear, it does sound like Vince Alexander from Rice would get this job. You know, he's been a Division II head coach before and has had some success at that level. Um, but, you know, again, these, you know, small college jobs, Division twos, threes, you know, this is what, you know, I think maybe a lot of the people listening to this broadcast, you know, should be kind of like focused in on too because these are really good uh, assistant jobs and GA jobs to jump onto, you know, so if yep. you listen to this and you may have a connection to like Vince Alexander, you might want to reach out. Um, yep. because these are the gigs that'll, that'll get you in. Um, you know, so I, I think that's where we're headed with Clayton State. And it, you know, I don't know how much more small college stuff will open. There's not a lot open right now. Um, you know, but hopefully some other stuff will open so some guys can, can move. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it, Clayton State, great job. Very, very tough league. Um, very good region, but, but you can certainly win there. Um, okay, one that's kind of been lingering for a long time now, Adam. What's going, what the heck is going on at Fordham? <laughs> what the heck is going on at Fordham? This is nuts. You know, it's funny. So really last week, Thursday and Friday, all the buzz was like Friday's decision day. It's going to be done. And we started kind of, you know, I started getting all these texts and calls and, and, and I've got some really good boots on the ground there. And, um, you know, kind of had it to this final group where, you know, who, who knows what's going on? You know, I, I thought, um, you know, the final group was, was uh, Tony Barbie from Kentucky, uh, Carm from Siena, Kyle mm-hmm. Neptune from Villanova, right? Really good final group. Well, now it uh, sounds like Carm's going to sign an extension at Siena. So I think he just know. signed it yesterday, I so think. Like, well, there you go. So he's going to be out, right? Um, you know, Kyle Neptune, whether this is dragging along where it is or not, but now that Hofstra's open, yep. you know, he, he's really in play there, and especially with the Jay Wright connection to Hofstra. You know, so I don't know how this is going to play out for Fordham. I mean, you know, Tony Barbie, you know, obviously a good choice from, you know, I think others will disagree with me. But from what I hear, Jared Grasso from Bryant is out of the Fordham sweepstakes. But as this drags on, I don't know, maybe he's back in. I don't know what happens. But I will tell you, the, the one name that I heard that snuck in there late, which I haven't talked about yet. But from from what I hear um, from from a bunch of people down there. Uh, Tim O'Toole, the associate head coach at Pitt, who, who's a New York native, actually may have had the very last interview late last week there. And, and from all accounts, did a really good job. Um, but, but who knows, you know? Um, but I, I, I'm surprised that, you know, what, what's, I don't even know what today is. Today's Thursday. So we're talking last Friday was, was supposed to be decision day. So I, I just don't, I guess I just don't know what the holdup is down there. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be a surprise. I think it's all the guys that we've mentioned. Um, it does sound like they took a, a run of James Jones, but w- with some big money from Yale, but I don't think he's going. Um, you know, like I said, maybe Tim O'Toole, Matt Matt Langle from Colgate uh, got some play a little bit late. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. To be honest, if it's not Tony Barbie or Kyle Neptune, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I, uh, I the Kyle Neptune thing would explain why it's dragged on so long. They're waiting, you know, Villanova mm-hmm. playing in the tournament. They're waiting for him to finish up. Not that everybody does that. Not every school waits. Um, and, and this could bite them. If that is their strategy to wait, this could bite them with Hofstra coming open and maybe Kyle's no longer interested. Um, I do think James Jones may be still in the mix here um, from Yale. It doesn't seem like a logical, like he's been at Yale for, what, 23 years. Why, why make that jump? But, hey, money's money, and, well, and maybe he's ready for a change. You know what? So, And I agree. And that's the one thing I think that, that I think there's a lot of people at Fordham that really like like James Jones. And I think he was the one guy that they were going to throw a little bit different money at, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there might've been, 
you know, 1.2 million reasons for James Jones to leave Yale. But, you know, again, like you said, he's been at Yale a long time. He's 57 years old. Why, why, why ruin a good thing to, to chase it? But who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I think, yeah, this one dragging out is, is interesting. And like you said, with Villanova still playing, it could very well be just, just holding on that announcement. But, you know, you know, look at, look at Indiana State's shirts is still playing right in the division two tournament. And they announced him a while ago. Um, you know, Micah Shrewsbury was announced as Purdue was still playing. So, I mean, obviously different schools do it different ways, but very curious to see how this is going to play out. Yeah, honestly, no disrespect to the to the guys that are involved with this job. But, like, James Jones is in a different, completely different level. I mean, you talk about a proven track record. The guy's won over a 20-year span um, and goes in line with, you know, the trend of minority hires, which schools are rightfully so being more uh, cognizant of. Um, so, I mean, yeah, some of these assistants that we mentioned that uh, are at big-time programs and up-and-comers, that's great, but you got you got a guy here that's, you know, proven. Surprised I haven't heard his name for more high major jobs, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree with you, especially, you know, he, he's, he's a great guy. He can coach, and, and he recruits at, you know, one of the best academic schools in the world, you know, so he's, he's really, really marketable. But, but you know, again, like the flip side of it is, and you guys know this business as well as anybody, you know, to hang on at a place for so long is so rare. So why not stay in it as long as you can at a really good place? Um, you know, and I know a lot of guys struggle with that. They're always chasing the next, chasing the next, and you chase the next, you could be out in three years selling insurance somewhere, you know? So yeah. there's definitely, you know, if you have the opportunity to say some, stay somewhere, not the, not the worst thing in the world by any means. No yeah, it sounds like Fordham is considering going like a little more academic route too. So that may be why he was in play to kind of make themselves kind of that academic profile school within the league instead of kind of just not really having an identity yet. Yeah, no, and that, and that makes sense. And a lot, you know, it's funny. I talk to a lot of ADs and every, every AD I talk to, they all, uh, they all tell me that they're, they're at an academic school. They all tell me the same thing. Right. We've got, we, we got to have, we, we got to have, you know, guys got to have grades. I got to, you know, everyone I talk to, you know, is an AD at an academic school. So yeah, who knows? <laughs> all right. Um, can we talk Hofstra? I know that wasn't the ones we, we, we prepped about, but let's stay in that region. Uh, you mentioned Cal Neptune there too. What else yeah, are you hearing? Like I said, I think the Jay Wright connection is, is obviously strong there with Jay being a Hofstra guy. Um, and I, I think one of the most interesting things with, with Hofstra from what I heard is, you know, Mike Farrell did a really good job as the acting head coach last year. Um, and I think is being considered, should be considered for the job. But, you know, you've also got Speedy Claxton on, on staff there. You know, Speedy's one of the all-time greats at Hofstra, played in the NBA, has, has a really good rep down there, big rep. Um, so that's an interesting one where, where I've talked to a lot of people who say, you know, yeah, fairly, but, 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 but speedy, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, that, that's great. But why was, was fairly elevated to the acting head coach and speedy wasn't, who knows, you know, and that could have been a, a decision, you know, who knows, but I, I just think, you know, that, that group right there is, is really strong. I mean, Hofstra's a good job too. And, and, you know, not to, to beat Kyle Neptune to death here, but you look at the difference between Fordham and Hofstra. Like Fordham, if Neptune gets Fordham, he's going to get his head kicked in for a few years, you know, in that league. But you go to Hofstra, you know, you got a chance to be pretty good pretty quickly. You know, you got a chance to be in the top half of that league probably right away with a chance to, you know, win that thing. Um, where I don't know if Fordham's ever going to win it. So, you know, I think those are some things to consider too. But, um, you know, good job. I, who, again, and I think Fordham probably when Fordham plays out, we'll get a little bit more clarity at Hofstra. Yeah. Uh, another, a sneaky name I got for you on the, on the, uh, Hofstra job. Uh, um, Jay Hernandez 
with the with the Charlotte yeah. G League team. Jay's a New York guy, I believe, and has ties to that area. Jay's a Hofstra guy, uh, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. I believe I Jay's a Hofstra guy. It's a good name. You know, he, he's gotten that rep as being like a, a skills guy, a trainer. You know, hopped into the league. Um, really, really good name there. Um, yeah, I haven't heard that one. I like that. <laughs> yeah, and what about um, what about Grasso? Is he involved in this one? I mean, obviously, his name keeps coming up with all these Northeast jobs. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, so you know, it's one of those things where like you, you kind of hear it, but then like do you hear it from the right people? Like, yep, yeah, right. Nick Grasso because of his connections to New York and this and that. But right. uh, like, I, I to be honest, I have not heard it from from the right people. Um, but if you're Jared Grasso, like, what you know? Yeah, it, it's a better league than Bryant for sure. Um, but he's really done a good job at Bryant, you know, and, and they're getting better and they're they're, they're going to be competitive. Um, you know, do you do you leave that for? I don't know. I, I don't know. Heck yeah. Yes. You got yeah. to, don't you? <laughs> Such a better job. I, I would say it's definitely a better job, but it seems like the same kind of names have been mentioned for both. And his name's definitely been in the mix yeah. for both jobs. It seems like. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's an interesting name. I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see, uh, see how that one plays out. Like I said, though, I, you know, really like this, this fairly, uh, speedy Claxton and, um, you know, Kyle Neptune thing. That's that's been the, the the biggest three so far that I've heard. But we'll we'll, we'll see what else uh, pops up. It always plays out eventually. Crazy. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, let's go Texas Rio Grande Valley. Um, obviously, unbelievably difficult difficult situation there with Lou Hill passing. Yeah. Jay Stedman, uh, the interim head coach, has been at it longer than anybody. As good of a person, uh, works as hard as anybody in the business. Would love to see him get this shot. But it doesn't sound like it's trending that way. Uh, what What are you hearing there, Adam? Yeah, and Jay's Jay's great. Jay's the best, and you know, I just don't think uh, from from what I hear, it, he he's not he's not going to get this job. Um, you know, the names Yurik uh, Malagi, obviously from uh, Texas Tech, KT Turner from Texas, Pooh Williamson from Oklahoma, seem to be the big three right now. I can tell you right now that I do know uh, an SEC assistant did interview there. Uh, earlier this week, um, I, I'm not allowed to say his name, but I can guarantee I can confirm that there was an SEC assistant that did interview on campus this week. Um, but you know, there, there's some some interesting ones, and I think that you know, some people have said like Pooh Williamson because the Oklahoma connection, and that's where Lou Hill came from. But you know what? It's a different AD at, at Rio Grande right now, where um, the AD at, at UTRGV right now was the AD at Little Rock when Chris Beard was hired there. So let's look at that Texas Tech connection a little bit, you know. So that's where um, you know your analogy maybe comes into play a little bit. So I, I think, you know, with those names, I think some were, were involved early and may not be involved yet. But like I said, I, there, there was definitely an SEC assistant that interviewed there this week. Yeah, I've heard actually the same. I've heard uh, not the SEC assistant. I didn't hear that part, but I've heard KT uh, is not in the running anymore. <clears throat> Just wasn't quite the fit, and uh, some reasons why maybe he wasn't as interested. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Yurik Malagy, Pooh Williamson. I actually actually heard uh, Carlin Hartman as well uh, has interviewed. And because of Lon Kruger, was, he was the head coach there. He has so many ties, maybe not to the AD, but to the people that are down there. That sounds like uh, the Lon Kruger search firm or the Chris Beard search firm is going to win this one. That, I, you could be right. But, you know, shifting gears a little bit, like, you know, you just mentioned KT Turner. You know, now if you look at Lamar, you know, a lot of these names are now servicing a Lamar too, where you know it's a little bit of a, a different kind of search. Where um, Bob Bodine from Eastman Bodine is running this Lamar search. You know, he just finished up the BC search. 
and, and grabbed a guy out of left field and Earl Grant, you know, so it's kind of yep. hard. Like you hear these names, you know, at Lamar and you don't really, you know, can, can you trust them or not? But, you know, same thing with, with, uh, Yurik Malagy, KT Turner heard those names, but then some interesting ones have come through really over the last, you know, 12 to 24 hours, you know, Jerome Tang and Alvin Brooks at Baylor, either one or both of those guys being involved, being involved. And then um, the most interesting one I heard was Terry Johnson from Ohio state uh, possibly involved in Lamar. And, and to be honest, like, you know, that one's kind of sounds like a, you know, not a Texas guy, right. I don't know. It's not all these connections, but again, it's a Bob Bodine search who just took Earl Grant from college at Charleston and put him at BC. So, you know, someone like Terry Johnson from Ohio State, you know, doesn't, I guess, doesn't surprise me. So this is an interesting one to see how this is going to play out. Um, you know, I, you know, and I think, you know, between this one and, and UTRGV, a lot of the same names, curious to see how they both both finish up there. Yeah, and and just to kind of piggyback that, Corpus Christi. So KT Turner used to work for um, – to work for Willis Wilson at Corpus Christi. So you'll hear a lot of the same names for these three jobs. Um, for Lamar, uh, I've heard some of the same names. I've heard that because of the, the head coach pay, that it'd be, it would be impossible for Lamar to get Jerome Tang. Uh, but I have heard Alvin Brooks is heavy, heavy on the list, uh, if not the favorite to get this job. His dad played there as well. Uh, from Houston, obviously one of the most beloved guys in the business would do a tremendous job if he was given the opportunity. Uh, so Terry Johnson comes in because he played at Lamar. So he actually played uh, basketball and baseball at Lamar, if I'm not mistaken. So Terry Johnson uh, in Ohio State has been terrific in how they've, they've played. And uh, he's been such a big part of not only Ohio State, but also uh, Brad Stevens guy. So uh, I definitely could see that that will make sense. Um, Got to love a dual sport guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's a talented one. Um, there's uh, so I think I think Ross Hodge is actually going to be in play too. Um, from North Texas, Bob Bodine and uh, kind of that uh, North Texas having so so much success and being an associate head coach. Uh, I've heard Mike Peck's name uh, also interviewed from UTSA, former uh, former G League head coach, uh, and was also at what's the, what's the school at Vegas. Um, Anyway, it'll come back to me. Um, but I also heard, yeah, uh, no, not Impact. Impact. No, the good, one. the really good one. No offense to Impact. Um, we'll, we'll, circle, we'll circle back to that. Um, okay. All right. Al, Al Pinkin's name is also mentioned. Uh, who's at Florida? Uh, who's tied to the AD? They were both at Middle Tennessee together. Um, so there's some some ties there. Um, I don't know if there's a LaTeX assistant that would be in the mix as well, but the AD came from LaTeX last. Um, so I don't know if one of those guys uh, or several of those guys will also get an interview, but I have heard that, that AB3 is kind of the, the biggest target here to, to get this uh, opportunity. Well, and big shoes to fill here. Tick Price, um, although they didn't you know, get it done on the court the last couple of years, Again, just like Coach Wilson at, at Corpus Christi, yeah. one of the great ambassadors that we had in the game, had been in it for, for decades, and just a great, great person, mentored so many people and touched so many lives. So, um, Yeah, including, including myself. I worked for Coach for three years, so uh, definitely huge, huge shout-out. And how many how many teams has he taken to the tournament? Uh, New Orleans, McNeese State, who I don't know if they'll ever go, no, no offense to McNeese State, they haven't been in the conversation to go to the tournament since he left. And um, yeah, Coach Price is just a uh, what a great person and definitely has uh, mentored so many and, and had a run there. I mean, he had a run where he was winning 20 games a year and 
Um, just not able to quite, uh, you know, when you get a new AD, it always changes. So uh, shout out to Coach Price and his career and all he's done. Matt Barnhouse on, on our on our comments there on social media was excited about the Al Pinkins name, uh, former Ole Miss guy. Shout out to Matt Barnhouse. Um, Adam, before we let you go, anything else you want to touch in on? You want to you want to dip your toes in the Indiana water? No, uh, no, no? <laughs> man, you're not the only one. You got well. First of all, Brian, Brian I forgot you're a Texas guy, man. There, there's some good jobs open in Texas. We, we got to talk after this show. Yeah, let's do that's it. some good let's stuff. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you after the show. Um, let's do it. But but talk, talk to me about Indiana. Like you know, you find some guys to raise ten million dollars to get rid of Archie Miller, and then you you don't have someone lined up. Like you know, I, I don't know, man. Like the whole you know Richard Patino to New Mexico and, and and Minnesota opening. Like you know that stuff was that stuff was planned out for a while. You know, and, and they made a great hire at Minnesota. It's a splash, bang, bang, bang. You know, what's going on in Indiana? I mean, the longer this thing drags out, the longer, the, the worse it looks. You know, so so where are you going to go? You're going to bring in Mike Woodson? I mean, is that a splash? I guess. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, some of the names flying around there, you know, you, you're not going to get Eric Musselman. Um, you know, the Brad Stevens stuff early on is, 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 is ludicrous because when did – you know, the Indiana Hoosiers job become better than the Boston Celtics job in the NBA. And I don't care how bad the Celtics. Right. Right. You know, you know the, the, sorry, sorry. The Indiana job is not better than the Boston Celtics job. And, and, if and Brad, the Celtics aren't bad. <laughs> well, well, right, well, you know what, Brian, you don't live in Boston. If you lived in Boston, the Celtics True. are terrible right good, now. Good point. Good point. Good point. But, good point. <laughs> good point. But, but if you're Brad Stevens, though, you know, you, you've been in the NBA long enough. If, if something goes south and you, and you do lose your job at the end of the season, you're going to get another NBA job. You know, so he he's not going to Indiana. So I just, I guess you know, does Chris Beard go to Indiana? Why would you? Why would you? I mean, you know, he's a Texas guy. You know, some of the other names. So you're going to get rid of Archie Miller to bring in, you know, Mike Woodson, Calvert Cheney, Keith Smart. Man, I don't know. I, you know, maybe is Indiana as an attractive job as it used to be? As people think, I don't know. You know, what do they have? They've got three starters now in, in the transfer portal, uh, Indiana. So. You know, so great. Chris Beard, people want to talk about Chris Beard. Look what he's done at Texas Tech. Now you're going to leave that where you, you have a chance to win a, a national championship at Texas Tech. How long is it going to take you to get it going to Indiana? And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I'm still to, to pony up all that money and to not have like, you know, your little group ready to go. Again, look at like what Minnesota did. You know, Richard Patino went to New Mexico. Everybody knew that. Bang, you bring in Ben Johnson, made a splash. Great hire. He's a Minnesota guy. He's going to get it done there. I, I think, you know, you bring a lot of positive energy. So, but if you're Indiana, like why, why, why wasn't this done in the past? I mean, you know, those alums, you just did not like Archie Miller that much. The $10 million, no big deal to, to get him out to, to, to what, like, what are you going to get this better? So I just, what I think, a, Hey Adam, what yeah. was the job last year that, that dragged on like forever, the high major job that like, I know like Goodman was on their ass all the time about it and, they just dragged and dragged and dragged. I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, Adam, I can't, I, can I can't remember what happened to me yesterday. Especially last year. That was a, I mean, it's still a yeah. for all of us. Well, I, I mean, I guess my point is I, I totally agree with you and you should have a plan and you shouldn't waste time with like a Brad Stevens. I, I heard like some of the numbers that they threw out at him. Oh, uh, they really tried to throw the money at him. But like 70 million, like over a course of like 10 years or seven years or something. Um, but come on, you you got to know, like you said, Adam, no one's no one's leaving an NBA head coaching job for Indiana. But 
you know, I know we, we get impatient. We want to hear about it. Uh, as long as they get it right at the end of the day, isn't that what matters? Like, yes, you want to get something done. Uh, and yes, there's people in the transfer portal that are getting added in left and right. But, you know, if they, if they end up with a solid hire, that's what matters, right? Yeah, no, and, and you, you make a good point, right? It, and But this, is, this has kind of been the shift in college basketball coaching searches over maybe the last 10 or 15 years, right? Before like social media and like the instant gratification we all get, you know, 15 years ago, a job opened, like it was this process. It was the search process and it would take a while. Right. But now everybody expects like someone, someone gets fired or moves on. Bang, bang, bang. It's going to happen quick. Right. right. So you're right. I mean, th- there's definitely, and I think search firms play a role in this and, and, and you know, the, the access to information where you can get stuff on guys um, definitely makes it quicker. Um, but, but yeah, like, you know, there, there, there definitely is nothing wrong with, with taking your time to get it right. But I, it just seems like, you know, from the outside, at least, that, that they, they really don't have a great handle on this thing right now. And I'll tell you, you know, like with, with what I do now, I do talk to a lot of ADs. And I talk to a lot of, you know, mid-major. I don't I hate saying low-major, mid-major, low-major ADs. And guys are asking me, always asking me for names. Um, and, and I've got a lot of guys that I, a lot of ADs that I talk to that their coaches aren't even gone yet. You know, but they keep that list in their top desk drawer just in case. You know, so like – you know, did, did Indiana already have this list of guys? And, you know, I, I don't know, you know, so I don't know to me again, like you said, taking time is fine. Um, I'm sure it's going to work out fine for them. But like you said, you watched, you know, a, a school in the league like Minnesota moves so, so quickly to get it done. Um, just looking from the outside, it just, you know, it's, it's not a great look, but um, we'll see. I'm, I'm very curious. I'm, to see how this works. I'm, I'm curious two parts on Indiana. Are, are they being smart? Cause they're going to take the Cinderella story from the tournament and somebody who makes a run, whether it's Porter Moser or somebody else, you know? Um, and then secondly, it, does Indiana think that they're a bigger job than what they are now? It seems like a little bit from even working in the state, a little bit like Indiana thinks that they're still on the level, like, you know, that they used to be on. I don't know that they're they're quite the same anymore. Well, although they I, do have the money in the fan base. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think kids care at all about tradition. I don't think they do but, either. But they care about fan base, and Indiana yeah, does have, have like the best, like you know, top three fan bases in college basketball. So when you go into Assembly Hall, which is an unbelievable building, and it's packed out to go play, you know, freaking Semo, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I, I get your point. Like kids, I don't think really care that you won a championship in the eighties. Like, right. That this is not doing anything for them, especially like, Oh, I can go even whatever bad high major program, name anyone. Oh, they got a great building too. They got a great weight room too. Like, right. They got great facilities. They have great practice facilities. Right. No, you're right. But, and, and I keep, you know, I hate to keep beating Minnesota to death. Right. But, but look at the job, you know, Big Ten job, young, energetic head coach who's been an alum there, you know, good facilities. You got a pretty good fan base. Like, you know, what's the difference now between, you know, Indiana and Minnesota? You know, now that Indiana's got or Minnesota's got, you know, a, a, a head coach who's, who's I think, going to attract some pretty good talent and guys are going to want to play for him, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's like you said, it's an interesting job. It's not like this, you know, mecca of college basketball, like the best job in the country. Um, you know, they're going to have to grind it out, but they're going to need to get somebody in there with a little bit of a personality who's going to have to win this fan base over. So it's going to be I'm interesting. Sure. I'm curious if, if if they even go down. I mean, Dennis Gates' name has been mentioned for a lot of other high-level jobs. I'm curious if he's one of the names that ends up uh, being a guy here too. Um, anyway, just kind of throwing that one out there. I haven't heard that, but 
his name's kind of been in the conversation for a lot of these, but um, it may play out well for him when the tournament goes on and they get, they can hide behind some of the Cinderella stories, start interviewing some guys. Who knows? <laughs> is is anyone doing a search, Adam? Or are they doing it in house? I believe they're doing it in house. I actually believe okay. D said he. I don't even know if he has a campus committee. I, I believe he said I've got it. <laughs> I got it, guys. I got it. So, All right, I, uh, clear out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know. I, I, Listen, hey, that's how they used to do it in the old days, so go for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. What about Beeline? I know, like, we've joked about that, that his name's going to come up, but, like, for real, like, why, to me, that makes perfect sense here. I agree. I mean, I, I think his name's come up, his name's come up with every high major job that's open. And, and, you know, to be honest, like, it doesn't seem like he's, you know, gotten that far in the process with anything here. Um, do you think he doesn't want to coach? or is, is it I think he does want to coach. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think he wants to be back in coaching. I, I think if, if he didn't, you know, he would have said, like, I'm happy, you know, working for the Big Ten Network or doing whatever he's doing now and, and hanging out. But I, he, he wants to coach, man. Um, you know, so it's curious. Like, if he's not going to get one of these high major jobs, you know, w- would he take? So, you know, some, something else is going to open. You know, two or three more mid-majors sure. are going to open here. You know whether it's due to retirement or or mid major guys getting a high major job because there's still some stuff out there in play. You know, so you know does John Beeline, who who has coached every level of college basketball, you know, does he take a job in the America East if an America East job opens? You know, that's that's going to be curious. Um, do, do you think John Beeline? Do you think like his shirt sleeves like do they go down <laughs> further than like quarter, or do they just permanently stay there? <laughs> he, he's got his sleeves rolled. He's a grinder, man, right? He, he roll their sleeves up and they go to work. Um, like I gotta imagine his closet is just like they're already pre <laughs> pre rolled up, especially tailored. They just roll up to there, yeah. I hear. <laughs> but you know, it, it's interesting with a guy like that that you know he 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 hasn't gotten anything yet. But but again, according to all reports, he hasn't even gotten that far in the process with some of these. Um, so you know, who knows? But maybe he winds up in Indiana at the end. But again, you know, you hire a guy like John Beeline. That's 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 a great thing. You know, he, he's a proven winner. He knows how to coach. He's got a great name. You know, I I just you know I, I think obviously he. Not the, the greatest decision, maybe to go to Cleveland, um, but but if he can get back in, I don't think it's a bad hire for anybody that would hire John Beeline. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey Adam, I'm sure you've gotten um, two thousand text messages just in the time that you <laughs> you've been on our show. So we'll let you run, but we really appreciate you jumping on again with us, and uh, we'd love to have you back on again soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Be good, Brian. I'm texting you in like ten minutes. I look forward to it. <laughs> All right, fellas. Be good. All right, later. Thanks, Adam. All right, the legend, Adam Nelson from Hoop Dirt. We appreciate him coming on. Brian, we got a few more jobs to get to uh, and, yeah, and not it. a ton of time to do it, so let's roll. Um, let's go Eastern Illinois. Um, they are down to four here. We got on-campus yeah. interviews starting next week, and uh, I, I know some of the names that have been reported are, in fact, in the mix. Uh, Marty Simmons, uh, former head coach at Evansville, who's currently on staff at Clemson, and Link Darner. Uh, former head coach at Green Bay, former yep. head coach at Florida Southern. Um, he's involved as well. Um, so those those on-campus interviews start next week. Uh, again, super challenging job. Um, both of those make sense. Those are guys that had success as a head coach, got let go, yep. uh, you know, and now are looking for another opportunity. So given what they can spend um, – <laughs> Uh, sorry, I just got a hilarious text messages from, from Menelik, but I'll save it. I'll save it for after the show. Uh, <laughs> given what, given what EIU can spend on this, on this hire, those two guys make perfect sense. And honestly, those two guys are great coaches and, and would be really good there. 
yeah, did a good job both places um, that they were. And was really surprised that Link Darner last year was just such a weird thing that happened out of kind of the blue. They had a good season and had, yeah. had success there. And um, so, yeah, you definitely like to see guys get another shot as a head coach. And they probably need to hire a proven guy who already knows what they're doing and a winner because uh, they do have some limitations there. So those two names would be good. For sure. Okay, uh, staying in the OVC, UT Martin. Um, by the way, we had Montez Robinson, uh, the former interim head coach at UT Martin on the podcast yesterday. Wow, what a powerful episode that was. He is, first of all, great person, impressive dude. Um, but holy cow, what they've dealt with, what he's dealt with, going back to like just getting the rug pulled out from under him at Alcorn State with no explanation uh, mm-hmm. and the success that he had there. Joined the staff at UT Martin as as the associate coach uh, at the last minute, like late in August, um, and then you know months later, one of his best friends, uh, Anthony Stewart, passed away unexpectedly. Tragic situation. Extreme. Uh, he he really did a good job there this year, given the circumstances. Would have loved to have seen him get the get the opportunity, but they came out with a statement that he is no longer being considered. Um, you had some names uh, for some people that interviewed. Uh, I know Luke Gore. Yeah, Link, one. Link Darner was one of them, actually. Okay. Um, that you just mentioned. I think he's interviewed here as well. Uh, I've heard Stephen Gentry from Illinois. Uh, really, really good basketball mind. Is uh, also uh, in the mix there. Um, Luke Gore from Valpo, um, as well. Sundance Wicks from Wyoming. Uh, Jermaine Kimbrough from Chicago Loyola uh, are names I heard that have. <clears throat> actually been involved or have actually interviewed. So um, it sounded like the last I heard on this one, they were down to about six to 10, which I don't know if that's actually down to, but that's the last I've kind of heard on, on, on this one. That's a lot of people. Okay. Um, let's go of- Utah. <laughs> let's go Utah. Again, we talked about this one. This was another head scratcher. Uh, I thought Christoviak did a great job at Utah, but what are you hearing here, Brian? Yeah, I think the front-running name is um, similar to DePaul, how Kenny Payne's the main name. It sounds like Alex Jensen, uh, former player there uh, on the staff with Utah Jazz. Uh, it sounds like it's all but done, uh, that that's the guy, if, if he wants it. Um, and then I've also heard, of course, the guys from um, um, Utah State, Craig Smith's name's been mentioned as well just as a guy who's done such a tremendous job at Utah state uh, in such a short amount of time, if I'm not mistaken, three, three tournament bids uh, essentially in in three years, he's been there uh, at Utah state. So incredible job. Those are the main two names that I've heard, but it sounds like Alex Jensen is kind of the front runner uh, for this. And the Krasoviak thing, I mean, he, again, another coach that's done a good job, had been there for a while. And it's, it's just hard when you're at some of these jobs for so long, uh, they just don't quite appreciate you the same way. Uh, did have a lot of guys that kind of were hopping in the transfer portal, but still found a way to win uh, enough every year, but maybe not enough for them, unfortunately. So um, not exactly sure what always happens behind the scenes, but Krasoviak did do a good job and did a lot of good things. So, uh, But Alex Jensen sounds like he's the biggest name here. Okay. Uh, let's stay out west. San Jose State. I'm here in Marvin Menzies. Um, we've also heard Scott Garson from Santa Clara, um, Dave Rice heard his name for this one. Um, this is a challenging job. I, I think some people have turned it down already. 
Um, but any any other names? Am I, am I missing anybody? Uh, I have not heard many other names for San Jose State. Definitely is a tricky job, kind of a niche job to figure out how to uh, get yourself to be competitive in a high, high level uh, two bid league the last three or four years in the Mountain West. So, uh, but Marvin Menzies is the is the biggest name that I've heard, and it sounds like they're actually uh, you know moving along with that name. I don't know that he's going to get hired, but that's a name that it sounds like they're having some deep conversations and he's had a lot of success. He's a West coast guy. Um, um, a couple other names that I just recently uh, got a text on David Patrick, uh, who was at Riverside did a great job. I don't know that DP would take this one. Me personally. No, no he wouldn't take this one. I, I don't see why you would. It's, it's a harder job than UC Riverside was where he just left. Well, in uh, the pay cut, I don't think San Jose state's paying much. And that's one of the yep. most expensive places to live in the freaking world. Right. Um, he's right. getting paid at, at Arkansas. So, um, yeah. And then Mike, Mikhail, uh, name, he, he did interview for Portland, um, as well. So, um, I don't know that he would do it, but UC Riverside had a tough, tough go just trying to figure out they're going to keep their athletic department earlier in the year. So I could see why he would definitely be looking for an opportunity. Mike McPio speaking at our, at our final four speaker series next week. Uh, if you're a Rising Coaches member, you'll, you'll get to go like. for free. Uh, if not, you can go to risingcoaches.coachesclinic.com to sign up now for $15. Um, Mike is one of the many coaches that are speaking. Uh, we got an anonymous text here, Brian, about San Jose like State. I like it. Boom. Just, Justin, uh, I hope I say this right, Justin LeBeau. Justin LeBeau. Looks like he's the head coach at CCSF. Is that City College of San Francisco? Um, one of the great California JUCO programs historically. Yes, um, I don't know Justin at all, but I'm assuming he's done a great job there. And um, that would be an interesting one, a local guy for sure. Um, so we'll see how that one plays out. Um, we only got a couple more and we only got a, a couple minutes here, Ryan. So let's, let's race through them. Doesn't sound like anything new at central Connecticut state. Um, I'm hearing the same names. I think hoop dirt had some stuff on this last week. Uh, Jim Ferry, um, what, what are some names you've heard here? Yeah, I really only ho- <clears throat> I've really only heard two. Um, the assistant Stephen Cur- current coach Curran at um, St. Bonaventure associate coach uh, sounds like he is involved in this pretty heavily. And then uh, former player that played at UConn that is now at Fairfield, Pat Sellers is another mm-hmm. name. Those are the main two names I've heard for this one um, as far as really being involved. So. There, there always can be more, but those are the main two names I consistently hear uh, around Central Connecticut State. Okay, last but not least, at least for Division One, um, is Eastern Washington. Uh, tough job, yeah. but they, they've. I think, they've I think they some- moved up. I think they moved up their associate coach. I think. I think this one. I think this one's done. All but done. It's so, done. It's supposed to be. All right, it's done. Never mind. See you so, later, EW. Getting moved up. No, that's great. You know what they've they've um, let me put them back on. That was messed up. I was just joking. Um, they like like we mentioned before with Shante, like Jim Jim Hayford did a great job establishing this program. Um, they did the right thing and did a great job with getting continuity and moving Shante Leggins up. He took them to another level. You know, at a, when you have a challenging job, right? So what are you going to do? You're going to make a splash hire at Eastern Washington? Just move the guy up. Just do it. Well, especially like when you've had success, that he knows how to do it. There, he knows the he knows the blueprint. He knows the the formula. I think that there's so much that goes into that. Instead of trying to hire somebody who's got to figure that out, you got to have some trial and error just to figure it out. Uh, one that we Absolutely. didn't mention, um, 
I don't think we mentioned it was Denver. Oh, we forgot. How can we forget Denver? Okay, hold on. Hold on. I got to make the banner here. There, Denver. Had, had banner. Boom. Denver, what do you got, Brian? And I think some of the same names that we mentioned before. Um, I know we mentioned Adam Cohen. I believe the other assistant at Stanford, um, not Jesse Pruitt. Um, I'm not sure. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but I think he's actually interviewed. Oh. Uh, um, man, what is his name? The nicest guy. First of all, let's just take a second to talk about Stanford men's basketball. The <laughs> nicest staff of all time, top to bottom. Uh, like everybody on that staff, like you would want your daughter to marry. Um, but uh, uh, I'm looking at Jeff Wilburn. He's yep. Jeff Wilburn is the associate coach there. Um, and uh, so you've heard him for for Denver as well. Yeah, he's he's interviewed. Um, I, I've gotten a lot of. Uh, again, I don't know this to be the who's going to get hired, but it sounds like there's a lot of in- energy around. Uh, is it Ficky? Is that how you say his name? Um, yes. Just at, Be- at Belmont Abbey. <clears throat> um, and was just recognized as being one of, I mean, I think they won another championship and he won some awards, but it sounds like they want somebody who knows Denver, understands that place and has already had some success. And I think similar to what you've seen at other places, I'm not saying this is a budget cut per se, but they just want to go with somebody who they know, uh, knows the place and knows how to win. So it sounds like, yep, see, there you go. Oh, yeah, thanks, Creative so, Coaching. They do a great job, by the way, with their podcast, um, confirming Eastern Washington has moved up David Riley. Yeah, I, thought, I, thought, I thought David I thought the associate coach was, was gotten, had gotten a job, so thank you, Elevated. That was good work. Um, but, yeah, I think he sounds like he might be the guy to get the job here uh, at Denver. That's kind of what I've heard and um, is kind of the favorite. All right. Um, we wanted to talk women's hoops. We wanted to talk some more small college stuff, but we, we are out of time. We've, we've been on for an hour now. Um, uh, if you've missed any of the show, if you want to go back, please check us out on the podcast, which will be released this afternoon via iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to it. Make sure you review. We leave us a review. Five stars only. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place, Thursdays at noon. Uh, for more of the carousel. Thanks, Brian. Yep. Thank you, Adam. We did have, we did have good news on OKC. They did make a hire with Mark Barikoff too. Oklahoma City. Shout out to NAI Oklahoma City. There you go. Snuck it in.